It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob. Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Oh, welcome into the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeart Radio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us today. Got a jam-packed show for you today, including uh, some thoughts from over the weekend. We'll check and see how I did on my picks against the spread. Uh, We'll also have later on this week, Will Vandervoort from the Clemson Insider. Also, um, later this week, we'll have in uh, Connor O'Neill. He works for... uh, the Winston-Salem Journal. So we'll get some thoughts from him on uh, what to expect with Clemson and Wake Forest. But I want to talk about the Gamecocks first, and I welcome in friend of the program, Mr. Tim Frisbee. Tim, what's going on, sir? What's going on, my man? It's good to hear from you, buddy. I've got uh, several questions I want to ask you involving – Regarding the Gamecocks, of course, being the former wide receiver, I got to start with quarterbacks because generally that's you want to be best friends with your quarterback. But the Gamecocks, not really, uh, according to what Coach Will Muschamp said, not really set on a starter uh, heading into the season. How will that affect him here uh, when we've got what we're like, what, uh, 18 days from kickoff? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and I think in South Carolina's uh, uh, particular uh, in uh, you know how they're dealing with it is uh, that it's a plus for them because they have two guys competing for the spot. Uh, one guy who's very familiar with the system, although he's coming back from an injury, uh, again very familiar with the system and uh, uh, throws a great ball, and uh, you know has the confidence of, uh, the, you know, the receiving core that he's throwing to. You also have a guy last year in Helinski uh, who played a bunch of minutes, also has the confidence of those guys. So it's going to come down to who basically who has a better grasp of the playbook and, uh, you know, who's going to be able to uh, step in and uh, help you win right away, which is the uh, objective uh, of the game. Do you think that they need a little more time as far as the chemistry goes? Because, you know, the Gamecocks don't have a lot of folks returning on the receiver front. I mean, there's there's questions as far as who the running back's going to be. Uh, do you think having that, that hard-set quarterback in the number one spot is, is something that you really need at this point in the season? Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it's always great to have great uh, chemistry with your, your QB. Uh, but those both of those guys have been out throwing with the receivers, uh, you know, uh, earlier in the summer uh, during uh, some some periods when they when they could get together. And uh, you know, uh, it's basically uh, it, it kind of serves as a benefit to uh, also 
to not have as much familiarity. Sometimes uh, guys pick up things faster when everybody's learning at the same time. So it could be a plus or minus effect depending on, you know, how this season starts out. You can gain confidence real quick and it can snowball or you can get behind eight ball real quick. So we're going to find out uh, real quickly here. Uh, Speaking of the wide receivers, you know, the Gamecocks, of course, had their their all-time leading receiver, Brian Edwards, announced as a starter for the Raiders. So uh, congratulations to him. But he's not going to be lining up on one side over there for whoever starts at quarterback. Uh, give me what your feelings are on the receiving core as we head into the season. Well, it looks like we'll have a little more uh, uh, over-the-top speed this year. So, you know, that that's a plus. Now, uh, the on the flip side of that, uh, you're going to have a lot of new talent in here. So uh, a lot to learn, uh, you know, different level of football, jumping from high school to, uh, you know, the college ranks. And, uh, you know, there's probably only one guy, it looks like, Enrico, uh, uh, Rico Powers, who is uh, kind of set up to kind of step right in. So uh, you're going to get, the, obviously, uh, Shai Smith. You got uh, Leggett coming back. Uh, so you're going to have to have somebody emerge. Uh, like I said, I was talking on another program. Shai Smith's not a number one type receiver guy. Uh, so we're going to see who kind of really steps up or if it's going to be a combination of guys uh, in that position and uh, a lot of balls being distributed around. Uh, but definitely, you know, we're going to have to see who steps up at that uh, wide receiver core. One spot that or one gentleman that should try to step up or you would think would have the opportunity to step up a little bit is former quarterback to carry on Joyner. Uh, how can he use his time that he learned at quarterback to help make him a better wide receiver? Well, it already makes him a better wide receiver because, number one, he, he knows what everybody's doing, not just the X, Y, or Z position. He knows uh, what, you know, what each receiver slot is doing. So he can be a benefit across the board on the field, not just going in to replace one guy at a certain position. So that's going to definitely uh, benefit the quarterback. It's going to be a, a plus for that position. So I see him uh, mostly playing, uh, you know, the slot receiver, uh, but we'll see how to It's going to be interesting how to utilize him because, again, he's still a guy you could use in packages from the quarterback position, and you have Doty also. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, uh, what Bobo comes up with to fit these guys in the scheme. If you were the offensive coordinator, would you have Joyner going more to the slot, or would you line him up outside? I think, uh, I mean, it's, I'd have, I'm going to have to see him play to determine. I mean, you're going to be very going to be able to determine very quickly uh, where these guys are going to fit in. Also, the staff, the staff's going to do that too. Obviously, they have more of a picture of uh, where they'd like to see these guys based on what they've done this summer. Uh, but what I've seen from him. Uh, and what most fans have seen from him is uh, somebody who could be uh, effective out of the slot. But we're going to see how that plays out. He he kind of reminds me, especially when he's in the open field, of of Ace Sanders. That That's kind of the, the vibe that I get from right. him. Are you feeling that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not the tallest guy in the world. Uh, he's got the uh, quickness, if not necessarily uh, uh, top-end speed. That's uh, Olympic uh, top-end speed, but... Uh, he's got football speed. He can get open. He's got he's got quick moves, uh, can uh, plant and cut. So it's going to be very important for the Gamecocks this year.
All right, so we've talked a little bit about uh, some of the receivers. One of the other quarterbacks that might be taking some receiver snaps is um, the highly touted and highly touted Luke Doty. Um, right. Do you think that they're going to get him in the mix, and is is that really good for his development at quarterback? Well, he's definitely going to be in the mix uh, because uh, again, it's been they've been saying all summer he's probably one of the best a- athletes on the field, and I've always felt. Uh, regardless if somebody's a backup quarterback or not, if he's one of the best athletes on the team, you've got to find time for him, got to find a position to put him in. He's in a great position now because really looking at it, he's the third quarterback. So, uh, you know, it's not necessarily unless we have some big-time injuries or people just implode. uh, It's not looking like he's going to get a lot of snaps at quarterback this season. So why not get him in there and, uh, you know, uh, get him running in certain packages or even if he turns out to be a, a, a very good receiver, get him in there playing. Uh, it can just benefit the team in the long run. Yeah, I, I like the idea of, you know, you have the, the package in, in my head is that wouldn't it be interesting if they were able to put not necessarily gadget plays but have himself and uh, and Joyner on the field at the same time and maybe the quarterback breaks out as a wide receiver and Joyner comes back to take the snap. That's a lot of athletic guys on the field at one spot for there for the Gamecocks. Yeah, absolutely. Or put those guys in motion or sometimes play them play out of the backfield uh, with all intentions of being a receiver out of the backfield. Now you have a mismatch uh, in the defense. So, yeah, there's all kinds of ways and packages that uh, Bobo can use them in. going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, what impact he has uh, on the field this year uh, in those, uh, those uh, areas. All right, well, I have to ask you about the running back core, but before we get there, the Gamecocks lost uh, Marshawn Lloyd in a non-contact injury, uh, was a highly touted young man out of DeMatha Catholic High School. Uh, you know, the first thing that I thought of when uh, we, I heard it was a non-contact injury was uh, Connor Shaw from years ago saying, hey, these Under Armour cleats just aren't that great. Uh, do you think it's something with the shoes, or am I just reaching? You know, it, it very well could be. But at that same time, then then you're talking about, uh, because it's been talked about for years on and off, if that's the case, then you're talking about some type of cover-up. So I don't think it's necessarily uh, something to do with the equipment, because, you know, now you're, you're talking about uh, the school being responsible for uh, putting these kids at risk. Uh, you know, now, I don't. I don't think there's that, a cover up. I just think that maybe it's just something with those shoes that doesn't really work with certain athletes. I don't think the university is trying to hurt the athletes. Let's make sure I, I put that out there. Right, right. But you would think you would think that with injuries, you're going to have some type of, of uh, scientific statistics, some type of reports. Is this across the board with all Under Armour schools? Or is there a plethora of injuries? Are there certain types of injuries? I think they do have the data on this. And if it was really concerning, I think they would uh, either put a stop to it or have an option of uh, either them bringing in a new product or saying, look, we just can't uh, with these injuries and the stats we have on them, uh, you know, whether we have to cover up an emblem or not, uh, we're going to have to bring in some other type of equipment. I just don't think you put the kids at risk if you know that, uh, you know, there's an issue with your equipment. All right. So without Lloyd in the backfield there, I mean, it's a there's a lot of questions as far as who's going to tote the ball 
uh, for South Carolina. You've heard about the uh, the young man. Uh, I think it's the Condry White, the junior college transfer. But right, uh, I, I, do you think it's going to be more of like a three headed monster type attack? Is that is that the way you think that Coach Bobo is going to go? Well, I, I I certainly hope not because I, I'm one to. I believe that if you you get get your running back lathered up, you get him carries, uh, you get him going. Uh, I'm not the fan of uh, just having splitting carries just for the sense of splitting them. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather have somebody who's your cowboy back and you you get to going. Now you may have two guys that can get a specific amount of carries, but what I say is if you get one guy going, you let him go. And then you may bring in a guy to give him a blow or whatever, but uh, you know, get a guy going, uh, see who you can get to kind of seize that position at running back. That's what I would like to see. Uh, if it has to go to committee, it does, but uh, you know, I- I'd rather not see it go that way. Not to be the devil's advocate here, but wouldn't it be interesting if that you split those carries and then come the fourth quarter, uh, you've got fresh running backs that can just go out there and, and put their foot down and go. You do, but at the same time, you may not have somebody that is, like, like I said, lathered up that has that's now into the game. It's it's something about uh, even at the receiver getting one or two or three catches and getting going. Then you feel you almost feel invincible. Like I can catch anything. Hey, just you know, get me to throw the ball out to me. I can get it. I think the same thing happens for running backs. You know, you get lathered up and you get you get going and you get comfortable with your carries and now you start cutting better and stuff like that versus you may have fresh legs, but you you may be kind of cold coming into the game. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Coach Bobo, he talked a little bit uh, last week in one of uh, the Zoom meetings that they have that the no-huddle type offenses are, are great, but he thinks that the the uh, basically the play of football has kind of declined. And he talked about it almost sounded like, hey, we're going to go back and and huddle up and, and try to slow down a little bit. Uh, what do you think of that approach? Well, I think the approach is, uh, I, I think to, to his point, is we have a new offense. We've implemented a new offense. I think it would be much better if you go, and, and a huddle doesn't necessarily mean you're adding that much time. It, you know, you, yeah, you could take up a little more time, but if you can get the play in, you get the play called, uh, you can get out of the huddle pretty fast. So, but and look at past years. There have been times these guys are getting up to the line, and the quarterback's backing out, looking over. It's kind of the same thing. He's getting a play, or maybe they shake it off, or or whatever. But it's it's eating up a lot of the clock as as well in the no huddle. So why not have a huddle? The guy comes in with a, with a specific play. Everybody knows what they're running. There's even times in the huddle where even if a receiver may not know exactly what that play is quarterback says you have the slant or you have the uh, uh the corner whatever so there's a lot better communication out of a huddle and when you're putting in a new offense i think it could benefit the team but on on the other hand though the i do you think that they're going to implement a lot of the uh, the run pass option that uh it seems to to work if it, if it's flowing but with the the idea with that though is that kind of can camouflage if your offensive line isn't exactly the best. Do you think that uh, some of that will be implemented in what Coach Bobo is trying to do? Yeah, I think that you know he has a lot of uh, unique twists and and stuff for for the offense. So I think you're going to see a lot of you're going to see a lot more receivers out of the backfield under him. Uh, again, you'll see that run pass option. 
you're going to see what I would like is really the thir- not only the run pass option, but you know a three headed monster where you really have to uh, account for the quarterback running. Obviously, you're not so much going to see that with Holinsky. He's not the greatest runner. Uh, Hill has injury problems, so maybe Doty and Joyner in those packages. You'll see a lot more of that out of, but uh, going to be more of a, a, a drop back passing or uh, uh, you know running style attack. So uh, you know that's I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see that this year. But uh, uh, going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I, I I think that's that's one of the things that you know we could sit here and we can talk about it all we want, but in reality, we don't have a clue. And if we don't, I mean nobody right. does. So when they step out onto the field against Tennessee, obviously they're going to be going full bore here because, you know, you want to win that game. I mean, it's technically a division game, and you want to get off on a, on a good, strong foot. But you don't really have that, that opener with, you know, an East Carolina or insert team here. You know, we're going to see that offense uh, hopefully at its full potential right there in week one. Yeah, absolutely. And don't think, you know, uh, you know, Tennessee's not going to bring pressure. That's what you always want to do that, especially with a, uh, a, a new offense, uh, with the, with, uh, a plethora of new players. Uh, you want to bring heat and see how they're going to react under that. Uh, you're going to test that offensive line right away. Are they going to be able to pick up, uh, blocks? Are they going to be able to, uh, hold open holes? You know, you're going to force uh, the action, especially in the first game of the season. All right, let's talk about the defense for just a second. You know, I think that, in my opinion, the best the best unit for South Carolina is the secondary. I, I think uh, Mukwamu and, of course, uh, J.C. Horn, I think are going to be guys that are first-day draft picks. And I think that the defense, though, in my opinion, this year, you're going to have to have some guys that can rush the passer a little bit if the Gamecocks want to be successful. Who is that guy that you uh, expect to step out this season and uh, really get to the quarterback for the Gamecocks? Well, I'm looking for, for Pickens to have kind of a breakout season. Obviously, uh, Birch is coming in with a lot of fanfare, uh, a big guy who may be able to get at it. Uh, you move him around a little bit. Uh, you, you know, you have Huntley, uh, Sterling. I mean, the, like you said, the defense is going to be the best unit, and it may – be the unit that's going to keep us in a lot of games and uh, keep us around uh, to be competitive. So a lot of weight's going to be put on the defense to, uh, you know, the, to uh, get the other teams off the field and, uh, you know, give the Gamecock offense uh, some shots, uh, you know, at uh, winning some ball games. So we're looking forward to seeing how stout that defense is coming out that, that, that first game of the season. And if it can be effective, it can go a long way to, uh, you know, keeping us very competitive and uh, getting us into running for, you know, some good things this season. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, you mentioned Birch there. Final question for Tim Frisbee, of course. Uh, former Gamecock wide receiver. A great guest to have because he played for Coach Holtz and Coach Spurrier, so we can pick his brain a little bit here. But the hype that comes in uh, with the young man that you were talking about, Birch, you know, I, it's hard for me to buy into hype for a freshman on defense simply because I look back at Jadavion Clowney, who was 
quite possibly the I mean he was the he's the best rated recruit that South Carolina's ever gotten and just an, a dominant player on defense. He didn't really pick up on much until I would say the fourth or fifth game of the season. I mean, do you think that maybe the hype may be just a little bit too high for Birch heading into this year? Well, the, the hype's always going to be high when you have somebody who was recruited that high and the, the caliber of player he was. Uh, the thing about it is, just like you said, it's a huge adjustment. And it's not only, you know, you're used to, at, uh, you know, with that physicality, uh, being able to basically use your physicality to overpower players at the high school level. Not so much in college. You're going to have to use technique. Uh, yes, you're going to, you, you may be powerful. Uh, but uh, you're going to have to be able to get off blocks, uh, you know, because they're going to steer you to where they kind of uh, want you to go. So going to be an adjustment. The, the sooner you make those adjustments and, uh, you know, listen to your coaching, uh, the faster you're going to pick it up. The, 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 you know, the sooner you learn just not to rely on your, your, physical, your physicality and use all the techniques that are going to be available to you, uh, the better off you're going to be. So, uh, hopefully that young man picks it up uh, uh, pretty quickly. I'm looking at uh, Gamecocks having a lot more pressure on QBs this season, uh, keeping stuff uh, you know inside those ends. So you can make a lot more tackles and be a lot more effective if you can keep stuff inside. Tim Frisbee, former Gamecock, and of course one of uh, one of the friend of the program, and of course works on the fifth quarter, quarter post game show on 103.5 FM WVOC. Tim, man, folks can follow you on Twitter. Where? They can follow me at I am Tim Frisbee eighty nine. I am Tim Frisbee eighty nine, and I, you, and I will be in the trenches in about eighteen days, man. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, we're definitely looking forward to it. Getting this uh, season kicked off and uh, getting those callers to call in and uh, uh, give us, uh, you know, uh, their view of the game, Cox. And I'm sure, sure they're sure going to get it from us. All right, Tim, man. Thanks for joining us on the program, buddy. We'll talk to you no soon. No problem, Rob. All right, there we go. All right. Tim Frisbee joining us on the program today. Looking forward to working with him on our fifth quarter postgame show, which, by the way, if you're a fan of South Carolina, you got to check that show out. It's instant reaction uh, to what happened with the game with South Carolina. And it's not like some other shows where you don't really take calls forever. No, no, no. You can uh, you can become a big part of the show over there as we take your calls immediately as soon as the game is over so if you want to get involved with the show it's real simple go and check that out it's uh on our sister station uh wvoc which is 103.5 fm and 560 am we come back we'll look at my picks from over the weekend and how uh yeah i didn't do too well we'll talk about that and a lot more in just a moment you're listening to the rundown this is fox sports radio 1400 Special thanks to Tim Frisbee for joining us on the show, as he does uh, pretty much. We have him on, try to have him on at least once a week or once every other week during the season. A great brain to pick here as uh, we look into college football season. And for South Carolina fans, you're 18 days away. Clemson fans, you're what, five days away? Yeah, I mean, it is uh, right down, well, today's Tuesday. So, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so four days for Clemson as I lost track of days. The holiday thing really kind of messed me up a little bit. All right, so I gave you my picks on Friday against the spread. Let's see how I did. Uh, Marshall and Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky was getting 23 and a half. Yeah, I, uh, I picked Marshall. 
Stop mocking me! Exactly. <laughs> Final score of that game, Marshall 59, East Kentucky 0. Uh, Army playing Middle Tennessee. Army was giving up four. And guess what? Yeah, there you go. Rob went with Army. So not bad. Army wins 42 to nothing. SMU and Texas State. SMU, I thought, was going to be really strong. They gave up 20 and a half points. Uh, they still win 31 to 24, but they do not cover the, uh, the spread. Just wasn't close. You're way off. I say you're way off yeah. this time, son. Thank you, Governor. Appreciate that. Uh, then we go into the next game with Memphis and uh, the Memphis. The, that game did not play, if I remember correctly. Yeah, nope, that was on the bottom here. Uh, Memphis had 15.5 points with uh, giving up 15.5 to Arkansas State. Yeah, once again, that didn't work out too well. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Exactly. Not good. Not good at all. Let's see if I did any better. Stephen F. Austin. They were uh, one of the games in the mix this weekend. How did I do with them? Stephen F. Austin plus nine. (laughs) I lost that game, too. (laughs) It's just... uh... I did not have a very good weekend. And then finally, Navy. I was like, man, I like the Naval Academy. Navy was giving a, a getting two points. I'm thinking they're at home. They're playing BYU. BYU's not that great of a football team, right? Yeah, what happens? BYU wins 55-3. to So the only games that I got correct were I got the Army game correct. If I remember correctly, yeah. The only game I got right was the Army game. So I was one, two, three, four, five. So I was one and five. What what a horrible showing. Yeah. It's just bad. Bad, bad, bad across the board. You know, the week before I was a lot better. And with my UFC picks, I do so well. Maybe it's just because there were no Power 5 games here. Maybe I'll do better when we head into this weekend. Which, by the way, we play. We have the Miami game on, what, Thursday night? Looking forward to that game. Uh, Derek King, the big uh, transfer into Miami. Maybe they'll be able to score more points than they did against uh, Louisiana Tech. I don't know. I, 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 people talk to me like Miami is the new Texas. Every year it's the same thing. Oh, they're back. They're back, and then they're not. But we'll find out. They play on Thursday, so we'll get into that game, and uh, I will try to predict that game for you and see where we can go. Yeah. We've also got Syracuse in North Carolina, Iowa State in Louisiana, Duke and Notre Dame, uh, Missouri State and Oklahoma, Clemson and Wake Forest, and, of course, the final matchup, Texas playing UTEP. <laughs> Let's see if I can do better than one and five this week. Terrible. Terrible. I will try to do better as uh, we move along through the season here. I'm just embarrassed that I went one and five. In fact, I left my picks here. I didn't even take them home with me. I re- there were a couple that I remembered, like the Navy game. I was like, man, Navy's going to, I thought Navy was going to slap BYU. 
just slap them. Yeah, not so much. That's all right, though. We'll, we'll, uh, we're one and five this week. We'll try to do better with the uh, one and five last week. We'll try to do better with the games coming up this week as uh, we do our weekly picks here on the rundown. By the way, a couple of guests coming up this week. We've got tomorrow Will Vandervoort from the Clemson Insider. Get a report of what's going on in the Clemson camp. We also have uh, from the Winston-Salem Journal, Connor O'Neill. Connor, we have uh, from the Winston-Salem Journal, Connor O'Neill. Connor covers the beat for the Demon Deacons. There's a lot of questions about Wake Forest. You know, Coach Sweeney in his press conference today talked about how Wake Forest is always uh, well coached. I like Dave Clawson a lot. His teams always come in, and it's never an issue of missed assignments or things like that. They're always where they need to be. A lot of it's got to do with the fact that they just don't, they're not able to recruit at a high level. I'd love to see what Dave Clawson could do if he had a roster full of really good players. So yeah, there's that. Uh I I just it's an interesting matchup for Clemson this weekend. The line from Las Vegas has Clemson as a 31 point favorite. If you remember last year Wake Forest started the season 7 and 1. So they were playing some pretty good football. Now they lost a bunch of guys. I get that. But Still, this is a team that they've won. Uh, they've been to bowl games four straight years, three and one in those matchups. So it's not like they're just a a crummy team, even though Clemson's favored so big. I think that it's going to be an interesting matchup for Clemson. I'll give you my full picks as we get closer to the weekend. Jimmy online says Brad Kozlowski is better than one and five. He's he's right. <laughs> I was pretty terrible. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have more for you on The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining us today. You know, uh, I have not been talking much about COVID-19 stuff, but I'm not going to get hardcore into it today. I think it's at the point now where it's it's a political thing with some folks. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and saying that COVID-19 will end after the election. But I, I'm bringing something this up on this front. There was an article on The Ringer where they interviewed Pittsburgh General Manager Kevin Colbert, or Colbert. I'm so used to saying Stephen Colbert. But he talked about how he's going to handle the 2021 draft. And he said that he's more likely to take a player that will have 2020 tape than one that doesn't if they're close in talent. That's a direct shot at the Big 12, or excuse me, at the Big 10 and the Pac 12. What he's basically saying is, is that I'm going to look to draft football players from teams that actually play this year. So if you're a, someone who is on the NFL draft train, you're somebody that you went to college and that was your main objective is to get your uh, yourself seen and out there to the NFL general managers, etc. One GM has already said point blank, if you're not playing this year, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with people that have 2020 tape. So 
I say that because I wonder if we're going to get to. I don't know if if, if uh, the heat is really high on the Pac-12, but we've heard so much about the Big Ten, and I think it's at a point now where people are wanting answers. They really do, and I think that what's going to come down to is, is it's very simple. A team like Central Arkansas has already played two games. No one's tested positive for COVID-19. If I'm a parent or a player of a Big Ten team, with the money that they get from TV contracts, etc., if, I, if I'm a, a, a fan, a parent, a player, whatever, of one of those teams, and I look at tiny Central Arkansas and the fact that they've had no problems, they've been able to put together a bubble with a budget that's a fraction of what your budget is at a Big Ten school or a Pac-10 school, it's, I've already got salt in my wound. Now you're just kicking me in the face to go along with that. And now, after you've kicked me in the face, the NFL general manager from the Steelers says, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with people that have 2020 tape. Yeah, that's how far-fetched and, and crazy this has gotten. It's an absolute mess. We'll take your calls on this at 803-978-1832. I'm for the nuclear theory. What I mean by that is that Let's be honest, the NCAA had an opportunity to be a leadership organization, and they chose not to. They chose to sit in the shadows and not do nothing. Sit in the shadows and not do anything. (laughs) Get my verbiage correct. So my nuclear theory is that these young men, and let's be honest, all fall sports, they should be able to go wherever they want. If you, as a... a, uh, conference are keeping them out of the mix when central arkansas a tiny school is in the mix and their players have more screen time or more tv time or more exposure than let's use justin fields is going to get all season they already have two games under their belts that's more than justin fields right now will get so my nuclear theory is, is that if they want to transfer out, let them transfer out. Simple as that. Let them go wherever they want. They need to be punished. And what I mean by punished is the conference needs to be punished with all of that talent going somewhere else. And they'll learn next time that maybe we all should get together instead of giving us an answer or a response that's like three months old. When they made the announcement in, of what, August the 8th, that sounded like that response was written on March 15th. They put it under the table, in the drawer. Oh, someone needs a response to what we're going to do for football season? Here, put that out. That's what I think happened with the Big Ten. And I think the Pac-12 just followed along because they do whatever the Big Ten tells them to do. So, do you support my nuclear theory? Let them play. Wherever they want to go, let them go out and play. They should have the opportunity to move around. You're not giving them that same chance. They came to your university to play football. You're not letting them play football as a conference. Let them go somewhere else. 
803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us on the rundown it should be extended to all both conferences uh and you know what i don't have a problem with some of the uh the other conferences the smaller conferences that have decided hey we're not going to let that happen if you're not playing in the fall you're not holding up to your end of the bargain and they should be able to go wherever they want 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call if you'd like to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, you can listen to us around the world on the iHeartRadio app. We appreciate the folks who uh, respond on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. I uh, love hearing that, yeah, I, I don't get through Columbia much, but I listen as I'm driving to Charleston or I listen as I'm driving up to the mountains. And they listen to the podcast, too, which, by the way, will be up about 5 o'clock this afternoon. You can check that out as well. And folks like to watch on Facebook. We broadcast the show on Facebook Live. You can uh, see it there. It's uh, Just look for the rundown with Rob right there on Facebook. So my nuclear theory is in, uh, in effect here. You've given the Big Ten a chance. Now they're coming back with, well, maybe we'll play in November. That's some of the, the stuff you're hearing behind the world right now as far as Twitter goes and some of the internet things that are out there, then it's like Dan Patrick said something last week about, oh, well, maybe it'll be October the 10th. That I mean, that's fine, but the reality is if you start in November, the rest of the college football world should not wait on you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because you got cold feet, basically, about when to start your season. That's not the rest of college football's problem. Okay? That's your problem. You got to fix it. And with that, we'll take your calls at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Don't forget, later on this week, uh, Will Vandervoort tomorrow from the Clemson Insider. And he'll give us a, a look inside the Clemson camp. And then, of course, uh, the day after that, we will bring in... Uh, Connor O'Neill, he is with the uh, Winston-Salem Journal uh, covering Wake Forest. What should we expect from the Demon Deacons as they square off with Clemson? Might as well have the guy out there who uh, is on the beat with the Deeks. We will uh, get a conversation from him coming up on Thursday. So, Will Vandervoort on Wednesday and Connor O'Neill on Thursday. Uh, Tyler Crowder gives us some betting picks on probably Friday. But we'll work that out for you as we roll along here on the rundown. Don't forget, the other shows that are here include uh, Teddy Hefner from 9 to noon and the czar of Clemson Sports. That would be Lawton Swan. He's at Castle Day Swan getting uh, jacked up for his show this afternoon from 4 to 6. It's game week, ladies and gentlemen. Happy game week to you. As we uh, move along on the rundown, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400.
Well, welcome back to the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. I had an interesting exchange with uh, someone on Facebook earlier today. Uh, I posted the story about uh, New Hopkins, who is now the highest paid player that is not a quarterback in the NFL as he signed a new contract with the Arizona Cardinals and he's going to make a ton of money. Okay? And in my opinion, New Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I think that, and he's still young. So I got, uh, I got a gentleman that's obviously a New Orleans Saints fan asking me if I've heard of Michael Thomas. Yes, Michael Thomas. A great, a great rod wide receiver for the Saints. But if you watch Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas runs four and five yard routes. And he's a good receiver, but he's not, I don't think he's in the same league as Nuke Hopkins. People get upset. It's uh, interesting that that people get so upset about when you mention one player who you think is better and they they go with their hometown player. Well, I, I like Michael Thomas. Funny. Funny stuff. All right, well, if you want to call up and talk about New Hopkins' contract, it's inter- one of the interesting things about it is that he gets a $27.5 million signing bonus. He negotiated the contract himself. How often do you hear that? That doesn't happen very often. So congratulations to Mr. Hopkins doing big things there for the Arizona Cardinals as uh, he signs a big, year con- a big two-year contract with them. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you'd like to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. I, uh, a couple other little things before we get out of here this afternoon. As we get into the, the gist of football season, I'm really looking forward to... Uh, Saturday's games across the board. I mean, they're not it's not like we have like a championship slate. It's not, but still, it's going to be great to catch some games. Watching the games this weekend, you know, you're watching but it's not like it's any game that you're going to write home about. And I think that we're all going to be kind of spoiled a little bit this weekend with uh, some of the conference matchups. You know, Duke-Notre Dame doesn't sound like a big game, but it is a conference game. Syracuse-North Carolina, Clemson-Wake Forest. You've got some interesting games out there. Georgia Tech-Florida State. Wouldn't it be interesting if Georgia Tech went in and took that game from Florida State? You talk about set the world on fire. I think Jeff Collins is, in my opinion, one of the up-and-coming coaches in the ACC. There's so many folks that think that Georgia Tech is going to be a dumpster fire this year, and I'm not feeling that at all. I'm not saying they're going eight and two, but a five and five season would not shock me. And with what he was left with, let's look at it from this perspective. The wide receivers that he had from Paul Johnson's offense were basically run blockers. 
catching the football was not exactly high on the list because they weren't throwing the football very much. Okay? So their job was to basically run downfield and block. He's taken that base, and the offensive line has to be completely different because, hey, when you've had guys that have just been blocking forever, now they have to pass block. It's not just run blocking anymore. It's not just selling that dive up the middle. It's not selling that option to the right. It's completely different. So when you take all of that out of the mix, and he's running more of a pro-style type offense now at Georgia Tech, it's going to be interesting. If they go 5-5, five and five, it's going to be a credit to how good of a coach he is. He's already getting some big-time talent from right there in the state of Georgia that are turning down schools like Georgia. He beat out, uh, what was it, Georgia, Florida, Florida State. I mean, pretty much put your name up on the list here. Lots and lots of Power 5 programs that wanted a a running back that he got that's a five-star prospect, and he was able to convince them to come to Georgia Tech. Now, and that's with Georgia Tech and their academic standards. It's not like, I mean, you, you have to do the minimum to get into college. I get that. But the academics at Georgia Tech are tough, a little bit tougher than everywhere else. So I'm kind of looking forward to that Georgia Tech-Florida State game this weekend. Are the Seminoles listening to Coach Norvell? Are they going to have to have some, uh, you know, because their first game under their new coach, are they going to be completely in tune with what he wants to do? I know that uh, Marvin Wilson, the defensive end that they've got, he's going to go out there and he's going to make some tackles. But I'm not sure about the rest of Florida State. Really not. I think they're like an 11-point favorite over Georgia Tech. You can't really – are they giving them 11 points because of Marvin Wilson? Because as far as grit and effort and team unity, the pick is easy. It's Georgia Tech. So looking forward to those matchups this weekend and the Miami matchup on, uh, what, Thursday night. How, How good is Derek King? Is Miami going to be pretty good on the defensive side of the ball without Rousseau, the young man who decided to opt out? So there's a lot of questions there, too. And you know what? We won't get them answered the first week of the season, but we get a taste of it. So really looking forward to that matchup. Then you have the Clemson-Wake Forest game on Saturday night. Uh, How in tune is Clemson? You know, the wide receiver core, I know they've got Amari Rodgers. No Justin Ross, no T. Higgins. I understand that Nagata and Latson are supposed to be great receivers. Completely get that. But will Trevor Lawrence be in tune with those guys? That's going to be something interesting. Are they going to implement more of uh, Travis Etienne coming out of the backfield and catching passes? What's going to be the role of Lynn J. Dixon? How many carries is he going to get as he is basically the Tiger running back in waiting? You've also got uh, Bowman, the young man coming from Florida. Will he get a lot of carries on Saturday? And there's just so many cool questions that are out there heading into this weekend. And we don't even have the uh, the SEC and the Big 12 going, or excuse me, the SEC out there playing this weekend. As we get a little bit closer, I mean, we're, it's it's going to feel like a full season, uh, but this this week is almost like a week zero type effect for me. Still looking forward to it big time. As uh, we finally reach game week, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be 
really, really cool heading into uh, this weekend. All right, don't forget tomorrow, Will Vandervoort joins us from the Clemson Insider, gives us an update on the Tigers and how they're doing with camp. We will also have on the show on Thursday, uh, Connor O'Neill. He is with the Winston-Salem Journal, as uh, he will uh, give us the update on what's going on with the Demon Deacons. Uh, how can they put up a good showing against Clemson? Because Las Vegas is saying it's 31 points. Uh, no Jamie Newman. Remember last year with Jamie Newman, they lost 52-3. to A team that was, what, 7-1 and going into that game? And they never really got out of the tailspin after that. But can Georgia Tech, excuse me, can Wake Forest put up a, a good showing this weekend? We'll find out. All right, don't forget Teddy Hefner tomorrow morning, 9 to noon. Lawton Swan will come at you in about four minutes here with Clemson Sports Talk. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Check out his website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. We will see you tomorrow with the rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.